0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning. Today, we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with our over or under game just head to sleeper.com slash sgp on your phone to join the sgp and group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 dollars. that's sleeper.com sgp and make sure to download the sgp and app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts welcome everybody to the mlb gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May the 16th. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford, and I'm here to guide you with the rest of the gang uh, through the MLB card for Tuesday, May 17th, episode number 101. Uh, if you can hear a little bit of uh, joie de vivre in my voice, I am uh, celebrating another magnificent win for Newcastle United's uh, final whistle went about half an hour ago and we stuffed Arsenal 2-0. I tried to tell all these characters earlier on that Newcastle would win at 4-1 and they were all moon after I played the year uh, over two and a half, Dylan's playing both teams to score, just back Newcastle to win, 4-1, it's life-changing boys. Um, honestly, I can't do everything for you. Uh, first up on the roster of people who didn't back Newcastle to win, uh, Noah Benwick, Noah, what's happening?
1: Yeah, I honestly, uh, sorry about that game, but I didn't know that it was up.
0: <laughs> uh, You're but, supposed uh, to be the my my passenger, my Newcastle United. I am. Uh, uh, go Nighthawks. Here. Yeah, go Nighthawks. Wrong team. Right, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> Next up, D- D- Mr. Dylan Rockford, who's got his head in his hands. Dylan, how are you doing? You lost your money as well, didn't you?
2: Oh, yeah, I lost my money, uh, Malcolm. <laughs> I, t- I I just felt like uh, they both, They Arsenal needed the game a little more. And, I mean, Newcastle was playing at home, you said. And, you know, at minus 120, I like both teams to score. But Newcastle gets it done at four to one. Good job. Congrats.
0: Yeah, thank you. I promise I'll not bring that up again. I'll tell you what, I did had a little epiphany before earlier on. I can't believe for the 100th episode we didn't get the man with the penis on his arm to come on the show. That's what we should have done. Why just thought of this now? You, you let we down the fans. They
1: tweeted I that did.
0: Episode 200. I'm lining him up for episode 200. <laughs> um, so if that's not an incentive, everyone, to stick with us uh, for another 99 episodes, I don't know what is. Um, right. OK. The Tuesday state there are 17 games uh, because there are two double headers. Um, and there are quite a lot. We tend to have this problem on a Monday, and I don't really know why. We've got a load of TBD pitchers. Um, the, the doubleheaders are fair enough. I get that because people are calling up maybe names for uh, from the AAA team for a spot start. Um, so the doubleheaders are a little bit up in the air, but I've got Miami are missing a pitcher. The Cubs are missing a pitcher. Atlanta and Minnesota. Um, so as usual, we'll caveat all of that by saying with handicap what we can, we'll give leans where we can, we'll give lines where we can. Uh, and if we can't, if there's no players to give out, then we can't give them out. But uh, we're around about, we're well under 24 hours out from the games now. Um, so we will just do what we can. Uh, the first game tomorrow is, let's have a look.
2: Malcolm, I just want to let you know, there's now three double headers because the ah, Mets... I've just are seen over-
0: that, Yeah. So is that tonight's game gone the journey then? Is tonight's yeah. game being called off? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I've just opened my uh, my MLB screen and um, yeah, the Cardinals and the Mets. Um, so we did handicap that uh, on episode uh, 100 uh, or if that was one of the picks that we gave out. Um, so yeah, we'll try and get across that. The first game um, is, the, we'll tackle the double headers first uh, because they're going off early. Um, The Chicago White Sox and the Kansas City Royals uh, is the first of two doubleheaders. I've got pictures for both games, but I don't have lines for both games. Um, The first of the two games, I've got Dylan Cease um, going for uh, the Chicago White Sox and Jonathan Heasley. Uh, is going for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, no lines up on this one. I think Heasley's the name that was slightly up in the air, which means there hasn't been any lines. Uh, Dylan sees 3 and 1 with a 3.55 ERA, has pitched 38 innings with 58 strikeouts, uh, and a 1.11 whip. Um, Jonathan Heasley, um, first of all, he's got a very strong look, he's got an excellent mullet. Very curly mullet, which I enjoyed, and a lovely tash going on as well. So we enjoyed Jonathan Heasy for that. He's in 1 uh, with a 3 point, uh, 3.1 innings pitched just uh, with one strikeout. Um, he's pitched 26 innings in AAA uh, with a 4.44 ERA, which is quite high, but a whip of uh, 0.95. So I reckon he's ran into some bad luck, actually. Um, Dylan c has got lit up last time against the Yankees, uh, six earned runs over four innings pitched. Yeah, loads of strikeouts. Uh, career high eleven strikeouts in two of his last three starts. Actually, I think Heasley could go okay here. He struck out quite a lot of batters in AAA, um, so you might get a you might get a, a K prop on Heasley maybe four and a half. Um, other than that, uh, with no lines, um, this was just a, a straightforward no bet for me. So yeah, not a very exciting start. Um, did either of you have a have a lean on this, uh, Dylan Cease versus uh, Jonathan Heasley?
2: Yeah, I mean, I did favor the White Sox with Dylan Cease on the mound. Uh, The Royals have been struggling, so I'd imagine the White Sox open up as a favorite. If I'm able to get a minus 140 on Dylan Cease on the money line, I like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm with
1: with Dylan there, and if you can find a good K-prop, go ahead and play that because he's coming off of his worst start so far this year against the Yankees, but – he still put up, I think it was like eight strikeouts by giving up six runs. Oh eleven and it, was, it was. Oh, 11 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah it? it was a very, it was a yeah, very. He, he like,
0: got through four innings. He, got yeah, through, it, uh, he retired 12 batters, 11 of them he
1: keyed. It was a very mixed bag because he had a lot of strikeouts and it was a good fantasy production wise outing, but he got topped by John Carlos Stanton for two bombs. Other yeah, than Stanton. Exactly, right, Yeah.
0: Yeah, two two-run homers from Stanton in that one. Um, the White Sox have got a run differential of minus 30 as well, which is a bit peculiar. Um, so, yeah, that bit of a tricky one to handicap. Similar this one, actually, although I do have uh, pictures for this. Johnny Cueto, uh, remember Johnny Cueto? Uh, goes for the um, Chicago White Sox and Brady Singer uh, going for Kansas City. Um, Cueto's been called up from Charlotte, where he's been playing in A there, um, He he, he's got a 5.17 ERA um, in 15 and two thirds in Charlotte. So he hasn't really been lighting it up. Um, Brady Singer also, he's been in uh, Omaha uh, playing in AAA as well. Uh, He's pitched five and two thirds in the majors, including uh, two innings against the White Sox, where he only gave up one hit. Again, this game could be anything. Loads of bullpen action. I thought an over was a possibility Um, I thought both pitchers could contribute to an over if you could find maybe an eight and a half also though Casey might be live dogs here Um, I just think that Johnny Cueto looks vulnerable Uh, but again uh, no no lines so uh, no bet from me Uh, and I'll pose the same question to you two guys Um, did you have anything that stood out when you looked at this game?
2: Yeah, nothing for this game for me. Probably be a no bet or I do agree with the over. I think we see some run scoring in the second game. We tend to see that in double headers.
1: For for me, I – you know, Singer was a guy that I had a lot of promise for, and I, I'm a Florida Gators fan, and that's who he pitched for in college. And he just has not been able to do the job in the pros. Whereas Johnny Cueto, I heard a, there was a quote that came out from um, Tony La Russa that said uh, his experience and his arm should be able to help this team get through some dog days here early in the season. And, I mean, if the manager's going to come out there and say that about a guy that they just picked up in April, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll write that.
0: Fair enough. Uh, <clears throat> next, we'll, we'll go to the second doubleheader, um, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the LA Dodgers. This is uh, the first games going off here at 3.10 Eastern time. Um, again, this is peculiar. The early game, I've got Merrill Kelly pitching for the D-backs with no Dodgers pitcher. Uh, the second game, I've got Tyler Anderson pitching for the Dodgers, uh, with no D-backs pitcher. Um, Noah, uh, D-backs and the Dodgers for a doubleheader. What did you uh, make of these two games?
1: Yeah. So you said you found uh,
0: Dodgers pitcher for the first game. No, the second game. That's okay, what I've got. One, okay. I've got one pitcher on each on each game, but on opposite sides. So not All very right. helpful. Yeah, no, it's not.
1: Um, I have Merrill Kelly for the first game, and that's the only picture I actually found on the year. He has a—he's uh, actually been pretty pitching pretty well here. He's got 42 innings pitched, a 171 ERA with 38 strikeouts and 11 walks. Um, in his last two starts, he's faced Miami and Colorado, where he's only given up four runs and uh, he's only given up one b- long ball on the season. Uh, He's been very, very solid for the D-backs, and it seems like he's going to turn the Snakes team into another nice dog today. I know uh, somebody was backing them yesterday's podcast, and uh, I took the under, and I I like the Diamondback spot again here against the Dodgers. I mean, it's not a, a terrible play either because they did take two or three from the Dodgers earlier this year, so that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, Dylan had them as a dog yesterday. Oh, well, for for tonight's games on yesterday's pod, uh, plus two fifteen. Uh, and we also had we put them out as a as an under eight and a half as well. Um, in terms of the second game, then I've got Tyler Anderson going for the Dodgers, but with no D backs pitcher. Is it? Have you got a strong feeling towards this one, or is it again Are we just waiting? Do we have to wait for the lines uh, and pitchers to come out? Nah, no,
1: uh, for me, I d- I didn't really even see. Anderson, but I know it's no, okay. not That's had, fair enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's so up in the air. If you don't he, see, he um, hasn't had a terrible year himself. Um, so depending on the Dbacks pitcher, uh, there might be a good under as well.
2: So, so uh, uh, for the first game, yeah, guys, I just want to jump in. Uh, Ryan Pibbett will is going to be going for the Dodgers. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that that name right. But, yeah, he only had one start, and it was on the road against the Pirates. But, uh, yeah, he's going to go in the first game. And then what I'm seeing for the second game is Tyler Anderson against uh, Casey Smith. Is that his name for the D-backs? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we maybe we got to – little situation there. But uh, uh, for the first game, I probably would back or have a small lean towards the, the D-backs again, especially if I'm able to get plus 150 or better with Merrill Kelly. I mean, I might take a shot on the Snakes again or maybe a first five under. I really like Kelly. So it's just
0: my two cents. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, more questions than answers, I think, um, effectively. <laughs> so... um. Not, not an awful lot. We can give you on that, unfortunately. Uh, we'll move to a game that we can uh, handicap properly, uh, which is a three-tennis and first pitch. The St. Louis Cardinals at the New York Mets. Stephen Matz against Taiwan Walker. Uh, Dylan, lead us off with the cards at your New York Mets.
2: Yeah, so like I said in the beginning, the the first game between the Cardinals and the Mets got postponed. So at the three o'clock game, it's going to be Taiwan Walker on the bump going against uh, former Met pitcher, Steven Matz. And yeah, I, I, we touched on it on the other podcast, but I'm just going to back the Mets for the, for both games. Keep it short for you guys uh, a little bias pick, but let's let's not forget the last time these two teams played the benches cleared, players were tossed. There are Mets remember that. And I don't think with a guy like, Buck Shaw, Walter demeaning and having that, that grit about him where you have to stick up for your players. I don't think they're going to be pushed around. This team is different. And the Mets have only lost two games in a row once this season. So I think the, Met, the, the Mets remember what the Cardinals did. And I think they come out focused. They'll put pressure on them. And Nicholas he gives up a lot of hard contact and that's why I think I made the Mets a slight favorite and that's going to my second game for the Mets. I think we're going to push back. I think uh, Nicholas will be the second uh, pitcher at around the six forty game. And I think we'll just get Trevor Rogers or Williams to go for the second game, but I'm going to be the, on the Mets in both games here.
0: Yeah. Um, saw lines for the uh, the early game here of the, the cards at uh, even money the Mets at minus 120. I thought that was a great price on the Mets. Um I just thought they could get to Stephen Matz. I don't mind Walker at all. He did some good things last even uh, last season sorry um Stephen Matz is currently rocking a 6.4 ERA uh with with that three and three record and the uh, New York just looked reliable. Um uh Stephen Matts last three games he's given up Uh, three runs versus Baltimore, eight runs at San Francisco. He only lasted two innings. So he looks fun to me. Uh, And the Mets don't appear to have any chinks in their armour. So this was a Mets minus 120 for me. Uh, Noah, uh, cards in the Mets?
1: Yeah, so the only reason why I was... Slightly fading, the Cardinals on Monday uh, against Michaelis was because the offense was traveling overnight from Sunday night baseball in, uh coming yeah. into Monday. And Mets, like Dylan has mentioned, they have a big motiv- motivational edge here. But um, I, with Michaelis on the mound, if he goes up against, I would say if he if he faces Williams, like he was slated to on Monday, I would be taking the Cardinals. And if they open up as a dog, I would love that. Um, but if he goes up against Taiwan Walker, I'd like to see where the odds are.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it is. There's a lot of uh another watching brief really there to be uh, to be had. The next game is a. Let's have a look. Six ten Eastern, uh, first pitch, which is the Cincinnati Reds at the Cleveland Guardians. Um, Connor Overton uh, goes for Cincinnati, and Zach Pleasak. Goes for Cleveland. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to find some lines on this one. Cincinnati are plus 139 underdogs. Cleveland are minus 162. Uh, the overall under is set at eight. Um, Overton is one and 0 He's got a 1.59 ERA. Started three games. Uh, pitched 17 innings with eight Ks. Uh, is that at one and three with a 4.68 ERA? 32 and two thirds. Pitched 20 strikeouts. Um overing's been excellent. Short sample, obviously. And again, I'll caveat that by saying uh, he's taken on Pittsburgh twice and Colorado. Yeah, uh, that game was in Colorado, though, so he gave him some uh brownie points there. So yeah, three fairly soft opposition. I mean Colorado okay. Um Plizak just consistently given up runs. Um I can't in any uh good faith take Cleasak uh at minus one sixty-two. Um the Reds are 6-4 and four in their last 10. Cleveland are good at home. Uh, so this was really tight. But looking at the prices, um, I initially saw the Reds at plus 150. Now I'm seeing a plus 139 now. But for me, that's just big enough. Um, nothing between this uh, and a much bigger price. Cincinnati Reds look great value to me. Uh, Dylan, what did you make of this uh, Reds at Cleveland game?
2: Yeah, I don't want any play on the side, but I do like the over. I got it at, at 8 at minus 115 with like on the mound against the Reds, who have been the best over team with 22, 11, and one towards the over. The Guardians are also a good over team, 19 and 13. And the first two games between these two teams have skyrocketed over this number. So I think we see another high-scoring game between the two. So my play is going to be on the side, on the total, excuse me, over eight. But if I did have to do a play on the side, I'd take a shot with the Reds here.
0: Yeah, that over looks fantastic, but actually, Dylan, um, you're yeah, right, everything, everything points towards that. You can see both pitches uh, contributing to that. Um, Noah, what did you think about this game?
1: Yeah, I'm riding the over with you guys. Um, and like Dylan said, it's like twenty-two and eight on the year, um, but I've also been taking Cincinnati money line in the last, like, literally every day of the past week. I've been they like you said they are six and four in their last ten, but I think it's actually even better if you want to shorten the games. I think they're six and two in their last eight, um, so they've been a little bit of a cash cow for me over the last week. So I'll, that's where I'll be at for this game.
0: Yeah, they usually get pretty funky prices. Well, Uh, the Reds
1: are getting plus money. Do they have a name for this uh, in-state Ohio
0: uh, battle? Like a little rivalry? That wouldn't come. That wouldn't come on my radar at all. Uh, D Rock, do you know anything about that?
2: No, I don't. That I'm interested to see if they actually did, but you got to give it to the Guardians, right? They've had a little more recent success
0: yeah well i like... promise no more promise no more newcastle united chat but uh, they're having a newcastle are having a summer training uh, camp in cincinnati in fact in the summer so all you good people i'm sure it's only about 20 minutes from where you all live in america it's quite a small place uh, so get yourselves along to cincinnati uh, cheer on the boys! It's probably about a 19-hour drive on average, um, but yeah, go to see. Yeah, uh, go to see Newcastle in Ohio. What's not to like about any of that? Uh 641st pitch is the Detroit Tigers at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Bo Brisky uh, for Detroit, uh, Shane McClanahan for Tampa Bay. Uh, Detroit are big dogs, plus 185. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays minus 225. The overall under is set at seven. Uh, Noah, take it away.
1: Yeah, so like you mentioned, Bo Brisky versus Shane McClanahan. Uh, Brisky's 0-2 on the year with a three eighty six ERA, 11 strikeouts and 10 walks. On the last pod I did, I was talking about Brisky pitching and I said that he was pretty consistent. He gets hurt, hit early in the game and then he settles down. Um, I think in the past, so in his first three games, he gave up a home run in the first inning of every one of them. And All four of his starts, he's only given up three runs over five innings of work in his last outing was his longest. He went six innings deep against the athletics and then he turns it over to one of the best bullpens surprisingly in the league so far this year as for mclanahan he's two and two on the year with a 252 era with 58 strikeouts and 10 walks i'm directed to the Rays run line at minus one and a half as i question the consistency of the tigers bats against quality pitchers so far this year Shadow Mack mac Leads the league in strikeouts right now with 58, and I'll be pulling for a good start from him as he's on my season-long fantasy team.
0: Uh, which, by the way, sucked again this week. Can I just point out? You don't need me to tell you. I think you're probably very aware. You're very aware of that. But I just thought the listeners might want to know that it's yeah.
1: It sucks. I, uh, my my, my offense let me down. <laughs> I hit 282 batting average 282 and they hit three home runs all week. It's like, come on, guys.
0: Oh me! I'll uh, I'll get my violin out and play you a little tune in a bit. You, but, uh yeah, Dylan. Uh, D- Detroit at Tampa.
2: Yeah, <laughs> again, I'm gonna go to another over. I got it at seven. I set my total at seven point eight. So even at a seven, seven and a half, I love this play. Uh, I think the Rays are gonna be able to get to. Uh, no, am I pronouncing it right? Brisek. Is that how you say it? Uh,
1: brisky. It's brisky. brisky or Brisky. Either way.
2: Risky. So I, he's given up four runs in 10 innings. <clears throat> walks are high, and I don't think you'll be able to afford to walk batters in this raised lineup. So, as short on um, principle, I like the over here at minus 110.
0: Yeah, I thought exactly the same. I thought the over, but I'll be honest, Noah's done a pretty good job of talking me out a bit there. I did see a six and a half earlier on. Um, that's oh. kind of why I liked it. It's now, yeah, it's now gone to seven. Um, Noah does make a good point, but. I just think um Brisky could contribute in a few and- more like four or five runs here. Sorry mate, go on.
1: No, uh so an interesting angle in this series actually is Austin Meadows the uh, acquired outfielder that we grabbed from the Rays. He is out with vertical like symptoms and no the, the Rays are actually calling up Isak Paredes, who we traded for Meadows, to start against us. So it might be a nice little prop play.
0: Oh, a little revenge play. Mm. Uh, yeah, so a pretty tight one, but yeah, um, myself and Dylan uh, taking the over there um, and Noah going for Tampa Bay Uh, On the run line at minus 105. The next game is the Washington Nationals at the Miami Marlins, um, which is a 641st pitch. Now, sometime in the last 45 seconds, the Miami Marlins have uh, decided upon a pitcher. I had Johan Don going for the Washington Nationals. And uh, for Miami, the pitcher is Cody Petit. Um, I've got no lines. Uh, we'll hand this over to Dylan. Um, did you uh, did you get as far as Cody Petit, or was that a surprise to you as well?
2: No, I I had handicapped Cody Petit for the Marlins, and yeah, Johan Adon is going for the Nationals. No lines up like you said, but uh, Adon he hasn't looked good on the road. Three game start, thirteen and two thirds inning, thirteen runs. He has eleven walks. And with Cody Petit uh, at home, 1.13 ERA, opponents only hitting a 224 off them. Uh, I would imagine the Marlins open up a big favorite. Uh, probably, set, I set my total at 8.4. So if you're able to get an 8.5 under, I like that. Eight, I would look over. And if you're able to, if you don't want to obviously take, because I expect the Marlins to open up maybe around a 180, 170 favorite. If you're able to get a minus 110 or lower on the Marlins run line, I like that play as well.
0: Um, I had absolutely nothing on this. Uh, no strong opinion about uh, done and wasn't even aware of Petit. Uh, Noah, did you have anything for this game? Um,
1: no, nothing too special. Although, uh, if he's starting, Jazz Chisholm's
0: always a nice little prep play.
1: That's, that's what I'll add.
0: Okay. Uh, no, it is our um, DFS man. I need to put that line up on. You know, when I, uh, in the last podcast, I said my um, my DraftKings uh, budget had sort of whittled away to next to nothing. I had a $50 bonus in my little promo tab that I hadn't seen. I just clicked oh, on nice. the promos earlier on to see, to see what was kicking about. Uh, and I clicked a little button and suddenly it was $50 better off so I can... Uh, I can fill my boots on those names that you gave me earlier. I was uh, I was so,
1: FanDuel prior to joining SGPN. So, where is this little promo tab that you're talking
0: about? Oh, me, well, yeah, once we get off I'll, uh, I'll keep you uh, okay. informed on this cuz uh yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's great value with DraftKings always is. Um another place, boys, <laughs> what a beautiful segue. This is that represents great value. Uh is Win Um you can currently um Bet $50 to win $200 uh, in the promotion. Uh, 50 bucks qualifies you for $200 in free bets. Uh, plus, the Winbet Casinos casinos offering a 100% deposit bonus, up to $1,000. And don't forget to use the build-your-own-bet feature. Uh, all users can receive a $20 free bet if they win, lose or push. The three or more build-your-own-bet parlay from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, the NBA playoffs is a great thing to take advantage of that offer on. Uh, Loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The next game on the card is a 6.45 Eastern. First pitch, the San Diego Padres... And the Philadelphia Phillies. I got pictures for this, but I got no lines. Um, I don't know if you, either of you boys can dig some lines out for me here. Um, Mike Clevenger goes for the San Diego Padres, and Zach Eflin, um, goes for the Phillies. Um, Clevenger um, has no record as yet. He's only started two games. Uh, late return uh, this season from injury. Uh, Pitched nine innings with ten strikeouts. Um, Eflin's been on the COVID IL. Um. He's just returning from that. Before that, he was one and two uh, with a four point five ERA in five games started. Uh, 24 innings pitched with 18 strikeouts. Uh, just before I handicap this, why do so you boys have a have a line for this game at all? No, I don't see anything. No line, I don't no. see. Yeah, I mean it's Zach Efflin's the one, the, the kind of the question mark, I think, with him still being on the COVID IL. I think they're due to call him up tomorrow. That's my reading of the situation anyway. Uh oh, so I we'll have to see if that comes to pass. Um, yeah, so I mean, Clevenger, he's had two um, innings, uh, two starts of, of four, four and a little bit, um, given up a couple of runs in both. He, he carried six last time, haven't carried four the time before that. So he looks like he's settling down and improving. Um, Eflin had two decent starts um, against Colorado before he was lit up at the New York Mets last time. Uh, but he was good at home last season. Um was Eflin, so I wouldn't be ruling him out even though he's not the most glamorous of choice. Um, For me, this came down to either the under, um, because like I say, I think Clevenger's improving and Eflin's home record is okay Um, or you take the Padres, uh, they're 12 and 6 on the road, they've got a real good record on the road, the Padres, and Clevenger is better than Eflin. Um, I quite like what the Padres have been doing, so without looking at any lines, I couldn't give you a strong feeling, uh, but Padres' money line or an under, if you could maybe get Eight and a half, eight and a half is a bit ambitious. Probably be near at eight, I reckon. Uh, but they were the, they were my two initial thoughts. Uh, Noah, did you have anything on this game?
1: Yeah, so I looked it up and I have the ILs in front of me. Zach Eflin was shuttled to the COVID nineteen list, but is expected that he will be activated in time for Tuesday's battle. Also, Bryce Harper sat out the last uh, game due to he has a small tear in his right UCL, and he got a. Uh, PCE shot, I think it was, so he's out for the next two games as well. No, Okay.
0: Um, Dylan, anything to add on this one? Yeah, I would agree with the
2: under and I, I made I made the Padres a small favorite of minus 105, so if we're even to get a little plus money here with the Phillies, I just think they have a better lineup, but with the uh, wind, there's 13 mile an hour winds blowing in at, towards right field, so... If you're able to get an eight and a half, I love that.
0: Okay, so yeah, we're looking we're looking at the unders, possibly, uh, for that one. The next game is the New York Yankees at the Baltimore Orioles. This is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Jameson Tyone goes for the Yankees. And Spencer Watkins goes for Baltimore. Uh, the Lions are... New York are minus 205, uh, heavy chalk there. Baltimore plus 172. The overall under is eight and a half. And uh, Noah, you've got this covered. New York at Baltimore.
1: Yeah, so Jameson Tyone on the year is three and one with a 293 ERA, 25 strikeouts with only three walks on the year. Tyone has given up the max of two runs in any of his starts this year, and he's coming off of a back-to-back stint against the Blue Jays. So Jameson, the whiskey, is battle-tested. Um, <laughs> Spencer Watkins, he has started six games so far and is only 0-1 on the year. He has a 5-19 ERA with a 13-12 strikeout to walk ratio relatively speaking Watkins last start was his worst where he gave up seven runs but he ultimately hasn't been too bad this year um but yeah the seven runs came to the Cardinals in 4.1 innings ultimately I, I I think fading Tyone here would be silly against an Orioles team that was just swept by the Tigers the Yankees run line minus one and a half at minus 120 is where you will find me for this
0: matchup Okay, so it's a, it's a run line uh, for Noah. Dylan, what did you uh, conclude when you looked at this game?
2: Yeah, I don't like to u- like usually to lay money on the run line, but with how good the Yankees have been playing, it's like Dave said, it seems like you look at the score at the end of the day and they just keep on winning. So they have the best bullpen in the league and you're getting guys to finally break out with their bats. So... If their pitching holds up, I think they could be a dangerous team. I'm on the side with no as well. Yankees run line for me.
0: Um, I got to the under on this one. Um, Watkins hasn't been that bad. Um, no. He's been serviceable. Uh, I've wanted to fade tie on a couple of times. I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to to learn from my mistakes. I think he could go okay. This could be something like a, a five to nothing, a five one. Uh, so with that under at eight and a half, um, I thought the, the Yankees could just hold them at arm's length. Uh, without going berserk. Uh, and yeah, the, the under for me looked like look like a good play. Uh, the next game is the, the 7.07 Eastern first pitch, which is the Seattle Mariners at the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle and Jose Berrios uh, is on the hill for Toronto. Uh, we have lines of Seattle at plus 125 Toronto a minus 145. The over or under is at eight and a half. Uh, Dylan Seattle at Toronto. Tell us all about it.
2: Yeah, I just want to pick on Brios for a little. I do think they should be the favourite, but I only made them a minus 120 favourite. And Brios last two starts, he gave up a combined 11 runs in nine and a third inning. I know they were on the road, but I think it still holds the same weight. The Mariners' bats, they seem to have woken up against my Mets a little bit. And Gilbert, he's been a beast on the road. Twenty-one innings, just two runs given up. Batters are hitting a buck fifty-eight off him. The Mariners they do a good job of walking and getting on base, and I think they're live dogs in this one. So I'm going to take the Mariners first five plus a half, and Mariners full game plus on the money line at plus one twenty-six.
0: Um, I got to the exact same conclusion. The Mariners plus I had plus one fifteen earlier on, so yeah, plus one twenty-five, uh, better price. This just looks, again a little bit like the the Cleveland Cincinnati game early on. It looked really tight to me, so I just wanted to take the better value, the plus one twenty five. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about Berrios at all, and I do like Logan Gilbert, so I was happy to take the Mariners, who've been in a little bit better uh, form over the last uh, forty eight hours, seventy two hours. Um, so yeah, Mariners for me. Uh, Noah, is it a hat trick of uh, Seattle picks?
1: Yeah, I, I have
0: uh, the
1: Blue Jays on Monday slate, and I'm gonna take Seattle to bounce back here. Um, and I like a Logan Gilbert bounce back spot as well. He got he got rocked a little early against who was it that they played? He gave up. It was the Phillies. I think Reese Hoskins had a grand slam in like the second inning. Um, I look for him to have a little bit of a better start here against the Blue Jays. And like Dylan said, I, let's let's uh, let's keep playing black. Like you guys always say, uh, Jose Barrios (laughs) Uh, has not really looked good so far this year. So I'm going to ride the black.
0: I had so many roulette conversations this weekend with people. I worked all weekend. (laughs) I was uh, Friday and uh, Saturday for about seven hours uh, manning my roulette table. I had so many conversations along a similar thing with people just saying, well, it has to be red this time, and I just people won't listen to you. Uh, they won't listen. It yeah, it comes up black like every time. So yeah, we'll follow that trend. Um, next up is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch, which is the Houston Astros at the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Jose Akiedi uh, goes for Houston, and Nate Ivaldi goes for Boston. Um, the lines are pretty close, almost a pick. Him Houston a minus one twelve. Boston minus 105. The over or under is set at nine. Um Akidi's two and one, four point four ERA. started six games, pitched twenty-eight and two thirds with nineteen Ks. Uh Evaldi is one and one, three point one five ERA, started seven games, 40 innings pitched with 42 Ks. He's got a whip of 1.08 Evaldi too. um Akiti only went three innings last time at Minnesota. And I'm not sure why. At the top of my I couldn't find any info on this because his stat line wasn't actually too bad. I don't know if he was feeling um, a little injury or for some reason he threw a lot of pitches. Um, to put you on the spot, do you if you know why that happened uh, last time out Minnesota against Houston and Akiti went out after three innings.
2: No.
1: I think no? they've been treating him more of a reliever this year. So I don't think he was completely stretched out to being a starter. They were
0: they oh, okay. were talking That's about. Fair. I mean, he, yeah, they were talking so he started about it Six on... games, to so twenty eight <clears throat> innings. But oh. um, but it was the two games before that, though. He went he went five at Toronto. He went six uh, at home versus Detroit, um, and then three at Minnesota. He'd only I... given up three hits and one earned run, so he wasn't. Uh, I'm he pretty sure. Sh- Maybe he didn't <clears throat> mount
1: the pen actually. I, I think, no, I don't think he came out of the pen. I think uh, Javier
0: piggybacked him, Christian Javier. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yeah, before that, he'd been absolutely fine. He threw 6 shirt innings against the Tigers. Um, his ERA last year was a half a point bigger on the road than it was at home. So that's a little concern. Um, Evaldi's given up three earned runs in his last two starts. Um we talked uh, to Dave Sharapan earlier on and he was just explaining that Boston look a little bit broken and I think he's right. Um, this came down to Houston are 9-1 and one in the last 10. Boston are 4-9 and nine at home. Boston do look broken. I don't know why um, they use this as a get-right spot because uh, Houston have been great. Houston at minus one twelve looks a great bet for me. Uh, Dylan, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's small lean on the Red Sox with the Evaldi on the bump, but I really don't want to get in front of this Astros train right now. It's probably being be a pass, but if we're able to get some money and uh, plus money with the Red Sox, it'd be a nice dog because I think if money continues to come in on the Astros, we're going to start to see by morning time the Red Sox at a plus money price. And with the Evaldi, I think they do have the pitching advantage. you, you got to think at one point – the Red Sox lineup's going to wake up a little bit, because or you're just going to look like an idiot, like me, if I keep backing them and they keep losing. But if I'm on to something and they break out with eight nine runs, I look like a genius. So it's a win win.
0: Fair enough, Dylan's making the big genius play. Uh, Nor are you with him. Yeah, I am. Um, actually,
1: <clears throat> this one more stood out to me in uh, Monday's slate. The line just is talking to me. Um, the Astros sitting here um, at the top of their division and the Boston Red Sox should have a worse record than the Orioles. But on Monday, the Red Sox were favored. And now today, they're a minus 105-somethings up here. And with Evaldi on the mound, like like Dylan says, I I think they have the pitching advantage. And, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm thinking too much into this, but that price seems high. And I don't, I don't want to jump on the losing end of the Astros where the books want me. So I'll, I'll take the non-popular side in the Red Sox.
0: Okay, well that's concerning me because that was going to be my luck. Uh, <laughs> and you two have just, well and truly rained on my parade there, boys. But uh, I'll stick with it. I'm a man of uh, very. Few hey, you're just more over principles. there playing black. You're playing black. I'm playing black. Yeah, yeah. yeah you two numpties when it lands on uh, black for the 18th time in a row, you'll be potless. <laughs> Um Let me tell you about Sleeper, uh, the fantasy platform where you undoubtedly uh, have some of your um, fantasy football leagues hosted. Uh, millions of players do. Uh, it's the fastest growing fantasy platform. Um, but they've introduced a new little product to it, which is an over-under game. Uh, really easy to play. Um, choose a couple of players that you like and then pick the over-under on their props, um, hits in baseball, points in basketball, etc. Choose the amount of money you want to stake uh, and then you can win anywhere from two to 20 times your stake um, by getting those players um, over your prop lines. Um, really good banter. You can uh, have plenty chat with your, with your friends. The the chat, the little chat box is great. Um, you can copy your friends' picks at the top of a button. Uh, loads of fun to ride out your sweats together. So download the Sleeper app now to play the over-under game. You can have with your friends and make some money. Um, if you use the code SGPMLB, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com/slash SGPMLB. The next game is a 740. Um, Eastern First pitch. Uh we've got a TBD pitcher here. We're on a good little run there, but now we're we're back in the uh, in the dark with the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Chicago Cubs. JT Brewbaker uh, is going for Pittsburgh and I have nobody on the hill for the Cubs. Uh ergo, I have no lines either. Um, Noah, it's your it's your Pittsburgh team. What do you know about this? Uh, have you got any Have you got any intel on the Cubs' uh, starting pitcher?
1: Hold on, I muted myself. Sorry about that. Uh, I think the starter for the Cubs will be Drew Smiley. Although I've not prepped for that, that's just what has come across my screen in the last five minutes here, probably. So um, JT Brubaker, I'm not a fan of, and Drew Smiley, not too hot either so far this year. This, I mean, I know you were on the under yesterday, but this one kind of just talks to me as it's an over um, because both offenses probably be due coming off of the day of a 2-1 baseball game, like you said yesterday, so.
0: Oh, well, it was it, it was Miley that I handicapped yesterday or, uh, well, yeah, for I'm... Monday's games. So there's obviously something. Something happened there to push Miley back to no, tomorrow. No, um, so it's, yeah. Wade,
1: it's Wade Miley Monday. Drew Smiley. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a tit. Uh, okay, I've got my Miley's and my <laughs> Smiley's mixed up. Oh my uh, <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, Dylan, how are you feeling about your Miley's and your Smiley's? Have you got them all in order?
2: Uh, I don't have anybody. I actually see Keegan Thompson going to be the picture. Oh,
0: come on. At least make it <laughs> rhyme, Dylan. Come on. I'm sorry. But, uh, Keegan Thompson iley Yeah, that'll do.
2: I, I probably wouldn't make the Cubs a favorite, especially with Thompson. I mean, he hasn't pitched that much, but at home, he's been better. 1.8 year RA, 17 strikeouts at home. He's only given up two runs. Pirates just got no hit and somehow they managed to win the game and I think Brewbreaker will be in for some runs given up. He's always meant for that, but you do have 10 mile an hour winds blowing in so just you always got to look out with the totals on Wrigley Field, but I would probably make uh, the Cubs around 150, 160 favorite. If you're able to get plus money on the run line, I'll take the uh, Cubs on the run line.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I've got nothing much to add to that. Like I say, it was a bit of a non-event. Um, I haven't called anybody a tit since about 1987. That was new. <laughs> I dragged that one up from the uh, from the vaults, uh, that little term of abuse, so well done me. Um, okay, next up then is... Let's have a look where we go next. It's another TBD, unfortunately, gang. Uh, it's the Atlanta Braves at the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, 7.40 Eastern first pitch. It's Atlanta who is TBD. Um, Adrian Hauser goes for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Dylan, anyone for Atlanta that you saw, any lines?
2: Yeah, I got Spencer Strider. or Strider.
0: No. So, oh, Spencer yeah. Strider, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, I got him starting for the Braves, and uh, on the road, he's not that bad. He only pitched seven in a third innings, hasn't given up a run. He has a lot of walks, which does concern me. Uh, eight strikeouts, but I probably, in this spot, would make the Brewers a minus 140 favor. I know Adrian Hauser hasn't been the best, but he is better at home than on the road. 16 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's only given up five runs, 16 strikeouts. He does have to keep the walks down. He has eight walks, but other than that, I I think they'll – they need to have a bounce back. The Brewers have been struggling, so – uh, I, I expect if, if you're going to get a seven, seven and a half, I would go over and make my total around 7.8, 7.9. And I'd probably make the Brewers a favourite. Anything above a 145, 140, I'd probably take the uh, Braves.
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you much about Spencer Strider other than that there was a lot of fantasy talk about him. Uh, there was a lot of fab money spent on him. Uh, certainly this run on Sunday and the the Sunday before, so I'm guessing he was called up at some point. Um, so yeah, a lot of um, a lot of the people who that know uh, were quite sweet on Spencer Strider. So um, for me, I'll be maintaining a watching brief, um, but I'll certainly be looking at him for uh, for future bets, but also to uh, try and plug into a, to a couple of fantasy leagues. Might be someone uh, you could use. Noah, did you have any uh, leans on this Atlanta? Uh, Milwaukee game?
1: Yeah, so Strider The what was so interesting about him is he's also uh, reliever eligible so he started the season off as a, a long reliever who, who uh, was very reliable for these Braves and he's kind of like a Garrett Whitlock for them and they turned him into a uh, starter over his last two or three games. He's last, last outing was his worst on May 13th against the Padres where he gave up two runs in one inning, Um, but he did have two strikeouts. He's legit, just nasty in four innings. His, uh, Last, his second to last start was against the Brewers here. And, uh, he had four innings, only gave up four runs. He had eight strikeouts and zero walks. So I really like, uh, the Braves. If you can get like a good first five number here against Hauser and with Strider, uh, Strider has had some recent success against the Brewers and, um, coming off of his worst outing of the year so far, I kind of like him to bounce back.
0: Okay, good. I like that. We like uh, that's something else we talked with Dave about is these these rookie pitchers, and he said for years and years he saw people coming and uh, and wanting to fade the rookie pitchers, and he was just behind the counter, uh, and just at the other end, just taking the money. Uh, I think that's changed a little bit. Yeah, and I, I like what you're saying there, Noah. Um, three more games uh, left. to handicap. We're doing a decent job here in the face of. Uh, Quite a few obstacles. Um, Athletic Greens uh, will help you get over those obstacles, by the way. Uh, One delicious scoop of the AG1 supplement. uh, And you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day properly. Uh, Special blend of ingredients which supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Um, AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D in five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. That's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional Insurance uh 805 eastern first pitch is the LA Angels at the Texas Rangers. Uh, Reed Detmers goes for the Angels, Taylor Hearn, the lefty, uh, goes for Texas. Let me see if I can find some lines for you. Uh, the Angels are minus 130, uh, Texas are plus 110. The overall under is set at eight and a half. Uh, Detmers. Uh, 2 and 1 with a 3.77 ERA. Uh, started six games, 31 innings pitch, 20 strikeouts, 0.84 whip, which is impressive. Uh Hearn is two and two with a 5.26 ERA. Started six games, uh, 25 and 2 thirds uh, and 29 strikeouts. Um, almost double the whip, actually. 1.64, uh, Taylor Hearn. Uh Detmers obviously is off the no-hitter. Um it did kind of come out with the blue although he had been going okay before that he wasn't stellar it wasn't like he was on the verge um and he only he only struck out two uh yeah. during that no hit as well but yeah great <coughs> achievement for Deppers, just 22 years old um Hearn's last two starts have been okay he's only given up two earned runs in his last 10 innings um i think um i'm going i could i'm gonna f- Fade Detmers slightly. I think it might just be a little bit of a flat spot, bit of a come-down spot for Detmers after the no-hitter. Uh, alongside that, I'll take the Angels to score some runs. They have been scoring a lot of runs. Um, I've written down runs everywhere. That's what I've written down. Over eight and a half for me at minus 110 was the play. Uh, Noah, um, I know you're a Detmers guy. You've you've mentioned him a few times over the, over the uh, early weeks of the season. So, A, you must have been delighted uh, last week. And B, how do you think you'll go tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I was very delighted last week. And this week, I'm just going to flat out power fade him. Um, this line is probably a little <clears throat> a little more juice towards the Angels side than it should be him coming off of the no-hitter. But, I mean, we've seen it with guys coming off no-hitters. Their next outing is not necessarily the greatest you look back at Joe Musgrove last year, he threw uh, the first – it was the first no-hitter in Padres history, one. But two, he threw the per- first no-hitter of 2021, and then he came out, and I think he gave up six runs in his next start. So, and moonoff and I looked under the hood of this uh, um, Detmersh start, and honestly, like, he only had eight swing and misses, I think it was, the whole game. So, it was not like – Wow, that's amazing. It, it, yeah, it wasn't really, like – too impressive of a start i mean he had two strikeouts like you said but opponents are batting 176 against him um i think my only lean in this game would be to just take the rangers on the money line because taylor hearn has pitched well uh lately i i can't really get a gauge on how many runs detmers is going to get up give up here for your total of eight and a half but I'll, i'll give out the rangers plus 110 on the
0: money line uh, fair enough. Uh, D-Rock, what did you make of this Depmes versus uh, Taylor Hearngate?
2: Yeah, I'm on the same side as you, Malcolm. I took the over eight and a half. This Angel lineup has been smashing. They're top 10 in all major categories besides triples and they do strike out a lot which worries me but I think they could definitely go over their team total especially if it's around four, four and a half. These teams have played already four times and they've the lowest they've scored is five runs this Angel team. So, I, I like the over, I like the team total over for the Angels. And I do agree with fading Demers now. I think you Noah's know, spot on. I think we're seeing an inflated number with the Angels coming off this no-hitter. And you could even date it farther back. A guy a, a met of mine, Johan Santani, threw the first per, uh no-hitter at City Field his career ended after that. He was never the same. So <laughs> you just got to be cautious about backing those guys that have a really good outing. I know he's 22 years old and he has a great career ahead of him, but I don't know if it's this spot right now. And we also have winds blowing out of left field. So I like the over this spot.
0: Um, I've just uh, opened the MLB gambling podcast. Twitter I page. know um, just to res- just to reserve my spot in the uh, in the DraftKings contest, and I've i noticed that you'd made the the doll yeah. fight the heads of the, it. Just it just made me laugh. It surprised me. Uh, mm. And looking at the the, uh, the sunglasses flying in one direction and the helmet flying in the other direction, it's a strong look. So well done, Noah. Uh, you continue to smash that uh, to to smash that particular uh, Twitter twitter feed out of the park um that's actually not who I, put-
1: that's not what i thought you were gonna bring up i thought you were gonna mention that all oh, right well- I, I i created the 100th podcast episode dfs contest in the college experience thing. Oh ah, right draft king slate so it's in the wrong group but it is what it is but yeah the joe boo comparison to sean and his little uh gambling podcast helmet was hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's why I couldn't find it. I looked in my uh well, my little league said it wasn't there, so I had to go into Twitter to follow your link. So yeah, if yeah. you posted it in the wrong that's place. We we'll let you off, mate. You've been doing sterling work on there. Oh, um thanks. the penultimate game that we have uh to handicap today is at 8 40 Eastern first pitch, the San Francisco Giants at the Colorado Rockies. Um Alex Cobb for San Francisco and Tad Kuehl for Colorado. Uh, the lines are San Francisco minus 145 favorites, Colorado plus 125. The overall under is at a Coors Field special 11 and a half. And uh, Noah, um, take us through this one San Francisco in Colorado.
1: So Alex Cobb is two and one on the year. That one loss was when he was chased by the Washington Nationals after just 1.2 innings pitched coming off of a groin injury. Since then, in his last two starts, he has resumed his pretty good season so far by turning in two five-inning outings against the Cardinals and most recently the Rockies. In Oracle against Colorado, Cobb recorded six strikeouts with only two walks and only gave up one run. As for Cool, he's three and one on the year with a 288 ERA with 30 strikeouts and only 12 walks cool's most recent start against the giants was his worst of the season so far where he gave up five runs but still racked up eight strikeouts with only two walks with these two guys starting today it may be a sharp play to take the under 11 and a half runs at minus 110 in coors field and i know uh dylan was on that yesterday as um i think his total so um it seems like a good play here
0: okay um Dylan Giants at the Rockies. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna take a stab at the home puppy. I'm not sold on the Giants are that much better than the Rockies, especially when my boy Chad Cool is on the mound. I think the total is high as well. To agree with Noah, we got 12 mile an hour winds going inward, so the ball won't be carrying as much. And I think we see a good pitching matchup between Cobb and Cool. So. Uh, I was able to get Rockies plus 130 and I needed at least a plus 115. I made the Giants a minus 115. So I'm I'm going to take a shot with the Rockies, even at plus one and a half at minus 120. I like.
0: I know you love the home puppy. And that's one of the things I've taken from you sir, so far this season. Um, and I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that I came down exactly the same. Um, the Rockies at home, it's it's one of those things, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And and we've, we've liked this a lot this season. Kuhl's been good. Another one who would normally be in kind of insta-fade for me, uh, just by the name, uh, but he's performed better this season. So uh, we have to adapt and learn. Um, yeah, i happy to take Kuhl, happy to take the Rockies at home. Uh, 12 and 7, their home record is. So plus 125, uh, that represents a perfectly acceptable value. Uh, to me. Uh, final game on this lead is unfortunately a TBD, unless uh, Dylan knows any better, which is the Minnesota Twins at the Oakland Athletics. I have no pitcher for Minnesota. Uh, James Caprillion uh, goes for Oakland. Uh, as a result, I have no lines either. Uh, Dylan, have you got any more info on this one?
2: Yeah, so I got for the Twins fishing uh, Josh Winder, and you no, and- no James Caprillion for the Athletics. And I made the Twins a short favorite at a minus 115. Uh, I'm hoping, like you said, lines haven't come out yet. So I'm hoping we were gonna be able to get the twins as a short favorite on the road because Josh Winder, he's been good on the road than on than at home. On the road, 115 1.59 ERA. 11 and a third innings, only given up two runs, strike out nine batters. He's kept his walks down. And with James, he's he, didn't, he only lasted on the road. He's only made one start on the road. and Or at home, excuse me, at home. He's only pitched two innings, gave up four runs on three hits, walked four batters. So I am kind of want to pick on him a little bit. So it's probably going to be Twins. Uh, depends on what the line opens up at, and if we're able to get a seven and a half, I'll probably take the over at that as well.
0: Um, Noah.
1: Yeah. Um. I I'm gonna retweet everything he said about Josh Winder. Josh Winder. Um. I've been tailing this guy a lot. Uh. This year, and yeah. I'm. The Twins would I, – I say this every podcast. I can't get a read on the Twins. I'd wait to see what these odds come out to be, how big of a favorite they're going to be against the Athletics. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm never comfortable playing a Twins game for some reason. They just can't string together hits. They have a terrible team batting average. And um, it, under seems like it might be a good player.
2: Yeah, I agree. Hey, I think um, struggling since Correa has been out,
1: so uh, Royce Lewis has actually been pretty good in his replacement. I think he's got hits in every game so far.
2: Yeah, he is batting 310.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: he's good. But and I
0: mean Minnesota it's the Carlos all that, that... It, it is career. Yeah. Um Dave, again, I'll hop back to the, the sports room consiglia. Um one of the one of the three things he steered us towards is Minnesota Unders. Just said they just keep cashing. Uh, and even more so since Korea's gone down. Um, there's not been many runs in that entire division. Cleveland have scored a few. Uh, other than that, uh, I mentioned Chicago's run differential earlier on, the White Sox. Um, yeah, they've only scored 117 runs and Minnesota at 137, which compared to a lot of other uh poor teams, they haven't scored many runs at all. So, yeah, I'd go for the under. Uh, just on the back of what Dave told me earlier on, so I was, I was happy to take that. But with no picture, uh, it wasn't a strong lean. I think it's um, actually really
1: wild, too. I think they have a negative run differential right now, too. Uh-huh. Uh, plus Uh 12. It's plus 12? Okay. So it must yeah. got better since I checked it. Um, it's nearly negative. Yeah. It, so I would
2: got... also... I would, excuse me. I just want to say, I would also add that the last time these guys played... They were all one-run games. So we're, I think we are going to see another close, low-scoring game. So I just want to co-sign on the under as well.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the AL Central right now. The Twins, the leader of the division, is a plus-12 run differential. The Guardians, who are 16 and 17, are plus-5. And then you got the White Sox, are 16 and 17, minus-30. Uh, Took it in the
0: middle with a minus thirty. Yeah, weird,
1: the, the Royals have a minus 43. And the Tigers, they have one of the best bullpens in the MLB, so they're minus three 33. Um so slightly below the Royals, but yeah, that's the explanation why it's lower than the Royals. But yeah, that division sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if you look up and down the standings, you could spend all day staring at them. Every time you look at it, something different jumps off the page at you. Uh, there's a lot of fascinating things going on at the minute. The season hasn't quite shaken out uh, and settled down. Uh, I, I well, think I said it us, last.
1: Gives us. I think I said it yeah, last yeah. week. No, none of the teams still in the NL West have a losing record.
0: No, that's Colorado uh, at 500 yeah, really? uh, or bottom of the pile. I'm just looking again. We had the. Um, Apart from the Yankees, every team in the AL East has got a um, negative run differential. Um, (laughs) Minus one, minus 15, minus 31, minus 12 going down. You're right.
1: Baltimore, Boston. You just look at it and you find something new that you want to say and talk about. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's about the eighth time I've done it today. And you spot something different every time. Um, But as uh, handicappers, as gamblers, as people who are looking for an angle in, it's great for us, like, because... uh, because you'll find something different and, then, and all of a sudden it sends you down another little rabbit hole uh, and you find yourself wanting to back something else. So, um, yeah, that's a 17-game slate, a lot of which, um, or some of which, uh, we couldn't get a handle on. So I think we did a great job, boys, um, in in handicapping those. Um, let's leave it, as we always do, with our lock and dog picks. Um, Noah, I feel like uh, you're the driving force tonight. Uh, you lead us off with your lock and dog. We're going to
1: ram it because I literally have nothing. So I'm checking right now.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: um, so. I'm running through the slate of everything that I have odds on. I'm going to refresh my page, make sure I get everything fresh. And uh, I don't know. Is Dylan really, ready?
2: Yeah. I'm Do good. you want to go with Dale? Okay. Yeah. All right, so for my lock, I'm going to take and back the Mets in the first game with Taiwan Walker on the mound. I think they just have the pitching advantage. Uh, minus 120, I think that's the steal against Steven Matz, who went up against the Mets in his first time against the Mets, and we rocked him for a few runs. I think the Mets don't like the Cardinals. I think this is a revenge factor. So at, at least in the first game, I like the Mets as my lock. I don't know about the second one because – Pictures are still tbd and for my dog it was the one i uh talked about earlier it's my boy um logan gilbert i like him i think he's better than jose barrios and i kind of just want to pick on him a little bit he gives he gives up a lot of runs 11 and uh, 11 runs and nine in the third innings and the mariners I just like them. They, they get on base. They're a sneaky ball club. When they are hitting, they could produce a lot of runs. And I think we've seen Bur- uh, Burrios, when he struggles, he struggles mightily. So I think I'm going to pick on him a little bit. And at plus 126, it's a great value. So I'm going to take Mariners as my dog and my Mets as my lock first game.
0: Dylan loves this uh, little feisty angle on the New York Mets. It's about the seventh time today in two podcasts that he's mentioned the <laughs> Mets are going to come out fighting. Uh, he's got, he's got them They tabs. literally may come out fighting. <laughs>
2: it, I'm the, telling the, the, you, the pitch is coming up close <laughs> and in. It we're getting warnings off off the bat already, and we might see benches cleared. I want to see it. I'm for it. <laughs>
0: He's got the, the heavyweight champions of the world, the New York Mets. And uh, Noah, have you made any picks yet?
1: Yeah, so my lock is gonna be okay. the under an eleven, uh, the under eleven half in the Rockies Giants game. I think it's a little inflated in uh, Coorsfield And then my dog, I was looking at Seattle plus one twenty five. I'm not gonna lie, that was gonna be my dog. But let me see if I can find another one. Um, look at one of the run lines that I gave out, if there's any that are plus money Um, where did the the Yankees game go I know I gave that out as a no that's minus 120 you know I'm I'm just going to double dog the (laughs) Seattle Mariners at plus 125 with Dylan
0: okie doke Uh, got there in the end, no I took a secure but we got there Um, I'm sticking with my uh, I'm, I'm it's going to come up black again, boys. I'm taking uh, Houston at minus 112. I will not be dissuaded by you two buffoons. Uh, so I'm going to take Houston and Akizi to get the button. Uh, what to get number the spins? What number is the ball going to land on? 29 black always. Okay. That's my, that's my jackpot number. Um, <laughs> so Akizi will get the better of Ivaldi uh, and land me the jackpot there tomorrow. Um, and let's... Take the Reds. Let's fire the Reds up as our dog. Plus 150. Um, I just don't want any part of Zach. Please, Zach, really. I don't actually mind him. I just mind him at minus 168. Um, I think that's nuts. Um, I like that Reds play. Yeah, Overton's been okay. The Reds have been a little bit more competitive lately. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, plus 150 seems like a fun price to me. Uh, So Houston uh, is the lock. And the reds. So I've gone black and red there. So you see, see how all this comes together. God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> people, think, people think this show is just thrown together, man. None of this happens by accident, folks. Um, and there you go. We have uh, handicapped an epic 17-game slate for everyone. Uh, Dylan, any final words before we crack on and out and go to bed?
2: No, I need to take a break from handicapping some baseball, I <laughs> feel like. I feel your pain now. I've handicapped two days in a matter of hours. My brain hurts. Just gonna go relax, make some dinner, have a Coors Light, and hopefully cash some tickets for tonight.
0: Company man, uh, no, what's happening? No, um, so
1: Noah. sorry, sorry, sorry. The Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi was t- glitching out on me. Um, But no, uh, just a rain out on the first day of the NAIA tournament for my boys at Point Park. So my buddy, Easton Klein, will just have to bump tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. early start time. So hopefully I wake up in time and uh, go roll nears.
0: Good luck with that. I look forward to hearing about that next time we speak. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a fun day, episode 101. Uh, ninety nine episodes away from getting a man with a penis on his arm on the show for episode two hundred. It sounds There's like he's already on the show for episode one hundred and one. It's <laughs> a <laughs> man with a penis on his head, No. Uh, <laughs> and that's not a nice thing. To, that's not a nice thing to say about Dylan either. Uh, <laughs> like, rate, review it in all the usual places. Um, follow follow us on Twitter forum. at MLBsGPN. Yeah, that is a absolutely great a, a must follow. Um, Cheers, everyone. Um, We'll be back uh, the rest of the week to handicap all the MLB games for you. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you down the road. Cheers.